What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Never Made Varsity, the sports podcast. My name is Colby. You can find me on Twitter at Colby Complains. That was pretty hard for you, wasn't it, Colby? It was really tough, actually. That was tough. <laughs> that was a whole lot of anticipation, just to say I know. the sports podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I was expecting You'll something. You'll never know. All right. Uh, my name is Dave Rivera. You can find me on Twitter at DRivero1222. Hey, y'all. I'm Aaron. I have two more wedding experiences under my belt, so hire me to officiate your wedding, please. Don't tempt me. Do it. Bet. And you can find me on Twitter at Aaron P. Friedman, where, accurately, my name is Reverend Aaron Friedman. <laughs> uh, Maverick is having some technical difficulties. If he shows up, we'll just get him in here. Um, but for now, we're just going to roll with the three of us. So, Aaron... How was the first week of class? It was pretty good. I had one class on Tuesday that after like five minutes of it, I was like, this is going to make me want to die every time I walk in this classroom. So I dropped that class and switched to a different one. But now I like all my classes, which is good. And I have no class on Monday and only band on Friday. That's what's up. Big fan. Good yeah, deal. I like that schedule layout. David, how's school going? Uh, tomorrow is the first day of class. So, nice. yeah. Do you want me to ship you some old well water for good luck? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm the one that controls whether they get a 4.0 or not, but <laughs> sure. Uh, but, yeah, I'm excited. We have almost 400 kids in the band program. We're excited. That's so many. Tell me about it. <laughs> Imagine if all of them did band in high school. Yeah, my high school director would be very fond of that. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting there. Very good. All right. Should we just talk about the big story? You know why I'm here. (laughs) Listen, where were you when Andrew Luck retired? (laughs) I... Where was where was I? Oh wait, hold on. Let me think back. Because I was down. I was in the in the room under the room I'm currently in, and I saw it on Twitter, and I was like, "That's not a real tweet from Adam Schefter." And then it said, "I looked at it, and there was a check mark, and it said Andrew Luck is retiring." I heard from you. And then I rushed to Twitter to confirm because I didn't know if you were <laughs> messing with me. <laughs> yeah. When have I ever lied? You haven't, but I just needed to check <laughs> and make sure. I was the same way. It was. I I'm, it's not where I had to check and make sure. I was just in disbelief about it. Right. Yeah. It was. It's so. It was something that was so out of the realm of possibility that I had to check. Not necessarily so, that Kobe Waddell is a liar. <laughs> yeah. I was at the Blue Zone when it happened at the band banquet. I think that he had. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think that the only other time in our lifetimes that it's happened where someone this good retired out of the blue, and it's just completely shocking for everyone, is when Megatron retired. Yep. A few years ago. Yep. I agree. So he had, what, six, seven years under his belt before he. before he just called it, he's had a lot of injuries. Yeah, the past three, four years, like he said, he's just been a cycle of 
injury, recovery, injury, recovery, injury, recovery over and over again. And that's got to wear on you. Oh, 100%. Speaking mentally of which, yeah, mentally and physically. And I just want like, uh, Doug Gottlieb. Did y'all see the tweet from him? No. Cause I have him blocked. Yeah. So I don't, partic- <laughs> I don't follow him. I don't follow him, but he tweeted, hold on. I want to, I'll put, let me pull it up for, for, um, to make sure that I'm, I'm quoting him. Right. I was so happy when I saw everyone like, being mad on Twitter and I was like, I don't know what's happening because I blocked him months ago. So I'm just going to stay in my nice state of disbelief and just, I he, just feel like, you know, he probably said something dumb again and I, he's I that's idiot. all I need to know. He's such an idiot. He said, retiring because rehabbing is quote unquote too hard is the most millennial thing ever. Oh, Hashtag I saw that. Andrew Luck. Okay. Yeah, it's exactly. That's the same thing that I said. <laughs> okay. Sure. Whatever you say, Doug. <laughs> if your name is Doug, you can't make statements about something being too hard. Or if you I'm stole, sorry, you or, just can't do that. Or counterpoint, if you stole credit cards in college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I would argue I that stealing everyone would, blocked Doug Gottlieb. I would argue that stealing credit cards in college is the most Gen Xer thing ever. Whatever you know, when I just started blocking everyone on Twitter that made me like remotely annoyed, my Twitter experience got like seventy five percent better. That's what I did for Clay Travis. I I blocked him a while ago. He's gone. Colin Cowherd is gone. I still occasionally. Uh, I keep an eye on Colin Cowherd. <laughs> I still do. He doesn't make me as mad as he makes other people. I know he makes Aaron mad with the Baker stuff. And I know he makes you mad yes. because of the Cam stuff. But I, I, I like keeping an eye on him just because I think it's funny. My echo chamber is better. <laughs> it's such a millennial thing. But yeah, why? So what do we make of the career of Andrew Luck? Like he was pretty good when he was healthy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at his best, I think that he was easily a top five quarterback in the league. But you only got what out of six years, like two years of a top five quarterback. Yeah, it's tough. If you would have told me that RG3 lasted longer than Andrew Luck, I would have called you a dirty liar. <laughs> and it's just kind of sad. Okay, so someone made a tweet about the 2012 NFL um, QB draft class. Yeah. First pick, Andrew Luck, retired. RG3 back up in Baltimore. Ryan Tannehill back up in Tennessee. Brandon Whedon selling Enterprise Rentals. Uh, Brock <laughs> Osweiler reaching tall shelves. Um, <laughs> those are both in the first two rounds. And then Russell Wilson, third round, Super Bowl champ. Nick Foles, third round, Super Bowl MVP. Fourth round, Kirk Cousins, a starter. <laughs> I don't, that's just wild that people missed that badly multiple times in the, in that draft. Well, I would argue that Andrew Luck wasn't a miss. He was just an unfortunate injury yeah, uh, he's just story. a bust in an unfortunate sense. He's injury prone the same way that like up until Kyrie got soft, that Kyrie was injury prone, where it's Is just he... a lot of bad luck injuries, pun intended, uh, uh-huh. over and over so again. Y'all are calling him a bust. 
I wasn't calling it. Don't, don't put words in my mouth there. I, I feel, I, can you not call him a bust? I mean, the, he was the a number one pick who they got rid of Peyton Manning for. He was supposed to be their savior. He led them to the playoffs, what, once? No, he's went to the playoffs multiple times. I would call him a bust. I would say, like, I don't think Greg he, Oden is a bust. Anthony, uh, who's the other guy that – who's the one that Stephen A. was like, he just can't play. I can't remember his name. He played for the Lakers right out of high school. I can't remember his name. Oh, I know who you're talking about, but I can't remember. Kwame Brown. Yep, Kwame Brown. He went to the playoffs four times. So, and yeah, so I, I, he he had the arm, he had the talent. Like he was a he was a great quarterback. It just sucks that it got cut short because of so many injuries. I wouldn't I call mean, him a bust though. Four Pro Bowls, uh, NFL touching pass down. <laughs> touching pass down. Wow. A touching Good pass Lord, down. That's the worst one I've done. <laughs> a touching Yeah, he pass was the down. touching pass down. That's the name of the episode, book it. Touching pass down. Sure. <laughs> um put it in the notes. <laughs> put it in the minutes. That, um is that the resume of a bust? How long did we say his career was? Six years? 2012, 2018. So seven, seven years. I mean, you draft Andrew Luck and you expect him to be your franchise quarterback for 12 to 15 years, probably. So you get half that. How many did they make the AFC championship game at all in the past seven years? I feel like that could be a team so. thing. I don't think that has to be an Andrew Luck thing. Maybe 2014 he got to the um, – I think 2014 he got to the championship game. Okay, but regardless, you draft him to be your savior, and basically half a decade later, you're now in the same position you were beforehand. You got an average running back career span out of him. I would argue that most of the Browns quarterbacks qualify as busts. I wouldn't qualify. I would Andrew agree Luck with that. Bus. I agree, but he is not the same as the Browns quarterbacks. Okay, but I don't think that he is. I don't you know. can say he had in a disappointing career. Can, in you can say he had a disappointing career. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. I mean, I don't know if you can say that you would pick anyone else in that position, but I also don't think that he was a hit because of his career in retrospect. But if he had stayed healthy, I think it would have been one of the better draft picks of this decade. I mean, there are plenty yeah. of, you know, top five draft picks that don't pan out. I mean, Ryan Leaf, lol. Like, I, I think the... But I, I think mean, the, we call Greg Oden a bust, and he's another guy where if he stayed healthy, he would have been a top center in the NBA. Yeah, but Greg Oden played like two games. Right, he didn't have the he didn't he never actually got to show it. He played. Like, I would there say was one year Andrew that he Luck played. did. Andrew Luck had meaningful winning in his career. That's true. I mean, I guess the point I'm making about Greg Oden is in his second season. In his second season back from injury, 
he played 20 minutes a game, 23 minutes a game, 24 minutes a game, and had, was a 10 and 10 player. Maybe. With two and a half blocks. But he played 105 games over his entire career. Yeah. I mean, I think that he's a bust because he only played 105 games. But I feel like the line for a franchise-saving quarterback to be a bust should be... Is it franchise-saving, though? They just came off of Peyton Manning. It's not like this was, you know... Yeah, and they were god-awful that year. Pat McAfee almost had to play quarterback one game. Right, but there are franchises that have suffered much longer with less. Yeah, that's I, was, I don't think they were expecting a savior. Like they were just coming off of the Peyton Manning era. I think I think they were cushy enough. You know, we had to go through. I mean, I mean, you can list off you know franchises that have had bad quarterbacks for whatever, but. I think the talent was there. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not as disagree. quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just wouldn't call. I can agree that he had a disappointing career from an injury perspective. I'm not ready to call him a bust. So, what? Where do the Colts go now? I mean, you have Jacoby Brissett, who has been, who has started games before, but he. I am not going to put him anywhere close to as good as where Andrew Luck was yeah, when he, he was healthy. He has a career record of five and twenty-two, I believe. Plus, I get I have to hear about you know insufferable NC State fans talking about how they're QBU. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, you got to go. I mean, we could talk about this too in a little bit about like the booing and how we feel about that, um, but like. I re- I really thought like the Colts were a Super Bowl favorite this year. They were with Andrew Luck, and it's just you know to go. F- I I don't think Jacoby Brissett can can carry that load. I think they're going to be a. I think they can still be like an eight and eight team, but they're not going to be playoff, which might be good enough to win the AFC South. <laughs> that is true. That's true. <laughs> they may yeah, still they make the playoffs. The yeah, they have the benefit of having six-year games against, like, not great teams. Sorry, Matt, that you're not here to defend your, your Titans. <laughs> yeah. Marcus Mariota. So, uh-huh. I mean, there's a, there's a whole Colin Kaepernick out there working out, ready to go. Yeah, my cousin made that point last night. I think that, honestly, what do they have to lose? My major concern with Kaepernick is that he hasn't played football in three years, but there's no way he's that much worse than Jacoby Brissett. Agreed. If anything, he's a more mobile um, Jacoby Brissett. Remember, Colin Kaepernick used to run all over people. Oh, I remember. I, I definitely remember that playoff game. And only I five years ago, he threw for 3,300 yards. <sighs> I remember when it was okay to not like Colin Kaepernick because he just killed the Panthers every time we played them. And he had that stupid arm-flexing thing that he did when he scored a touchdown. Oh, I can't wait till I can not like him, any, not like him again. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. Uh, <laughs> 
But like he's right there, and I feel like that would be like if you put him on this team. I think he can make an argument that they are Super Bowl contenders again because that Colts defense is that good. How do y'all feel about um, the the fan reaction after he was walking off? Because you know the a point to this is that he was on the field. Sorry, not on the field. He was on the sidelines of a preseason game when this news broke out, which brings up another point. Like, whoever leaked this at this time is kind of a butt. You know, like, you're, you're not a good person. Because, like, I feel like it was yeah. his right to do it and on his terms, regardless of how bad the timing was in reference to the season. It would st- It's still his right to choose when and where he announces such like big news in his career. So that's really not cool for somebody to leak that. I don't blame Adam Schefter and I don't blame Adam Amin for reporting on it because that's their jobs. But I still think it's not cool that, you know, he has to deal with that situation. He's on the field telling his teammates that he's retiring because he has to, because they're about to hear about it, you know? Um, I mean, the fan response is ridiculous and entitled. Yeah. Where uh, the dude has led you to the playoffs four times. He's gotten you to an AFC championship game, and he's probably not in a – if he's retiring, he's not in a good place. Like, you don't just retire out of the blue if you're at like, that age. happy with how everything is going. Like, it just – it really rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. I can understand the feeling – like, okay, you have a great season on the horizon. You have a great quarterback. He's going to lead you to the playoffs. You're Super Bowl favorites. Like, this is the year. And then to hear about it through Twitter is tough. But, it, like, I get that emotion. You can be frustrated. But also have, like, perspective enough to understand that if he's retiring at 29, he must be really going through it, like, from a physic, like a physical and mental standpoint. So I promise, like... There, like any fan frustration is incomparable to or not comparable to any frustration that Andrew Luck himself is probably feeling because he's a, like I mean I would I think we all agree here like he's a he's a he's a football player in the sense of the word I mean like in every sense of the word he's a good sports uh, good sportsman and good quarterback like he loves the game but the most quarterback quarterback yeah <laughs> So. Yeah, I I really I was not a fan of that reaction at all. I don't know what else is there to say. Like it's it's, it's sad. sad. Yeah, I was but really sad when I saw the last Colonel Andrew Luck tweet. It was a good one though. That was a, that was a that was a good send off. So yeah, it be like that. Now, staying in the AFC South, Lamar Miller uh, had the rare contact ACL tear um, in a playoff, or not playoff, a preseason game um, the same day, I believe. How is this? So, like, the AFC South is just, it's a war of attrition right now. <laughs> Pretty much. It was really, I mean, like you said, it's it was the rare contact ACL tear where, you could see it happen, I mean, on the field. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like 
the Texans weren't really known for their run game anyway. Like, I know Lamar Miller... Not since Adrian Foster left. No, and I know that, you know, uh, Lamar Miller is more of a pass-catching back. So I feel like... I mean, I don't know anything about Duke Johnson, really. Like, But, I mean, I'm sure maybe Aaron could talk about him a little bit because he knows about Duke Johnson more than I do. How he would kind of fill that void um, with Deshaun Watson. You still have Deshaun Watson. You still have... You have uh, hopefully a healthy Will Fuller, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, et cetera, et cetera. Like how Duke Johnson kind of fills in that role. Yeah, I think that Duke has the potential to be a really, really good running back this year. Deshaun Watson loves to do the check down passes to running backs, and Duke Johnson is really, really dangerous as a satellite back catching passes in the backfield. We haven't really seen him get the bell cow work in his, like with the Browns, he was never the guy. He was always splitting carries with Crowell or with Hyde or with Chubb. So we don't, I don't know if he's going to be a three down back and how he would do as a three down back, but at least as a pass catcher, he's going to be really dangerous. Like, I don't think he's going to be nearly as good as McCaffrey or Kamara are as pass catchers, but. What? I said that's a high bar. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be that good, but I think that he has the potential to be in that mold. Right. How about this is a bit of a change of subject. Can we get rid of two preseason games and add two playoff slots? Open up the playoff field to eight in each conference and just have two preseason games because we you do not need four preseason games. I agree that you don't need four preseason games. But I'm hesitant to expand the season at all because of how dangerous of a game football is and how... Well, I feel like if you're going to expand it, make it meaningful. So put more teams in the playoffs. Right. I feel I like that better than putting two more, you know, regular season games on. Because, like, you need, like, the Sean McVay strategy of... One preseason game to knock the dust off the starters, another preseason game to sort everything out at the bottom of the depth chart, and then you're ready to rock, really. Honestly. That's really because, all like, you need. None of the starters are going to play next week. Most of the starters didn't play until this week. Yeah. Week three is the only preseason game that really matters. Unless you're Green Bay and... Uh was it Oakland? Oakland. Did y'all see that? We can talk about that later if we have a time. Oh, that weird game in Canada? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's just that was my idea for getting getting rid of some preseason games and trying to make because the thing about if you get rid of some games, the owners are gonna want some sort of revenue coming back in. You can get the revenue sharing from tickets back in the playoffs. Right, it's going to be a lot easier to sell. It won't be exactly the same. I mean, how much are you actually charging for these preseason games? Too much? Probably fair. Probably still too much, but still. I don't know. Just some thoughts from Colby. Let's... Do you want to talk about the Green Bay game, David? Yeah. So I didn't watch it, but I definitely saw the aftermath. (coughs) Um... 
So they played in Winnipeg, uh, which it played in a CFL stadium. And I want to say that like the team that plays there and that ownership is not responsible for what happened. This is purely like a promoter thing and whoever else was in charge of the field. First off, it was really bad as far as like ticket sales, even for a even for an NFL game uh, or NFL preseason game. Really bad. It was only like fifteen thousand or something. Um, on top of that, the big issue came from the field conditions. When the teams came on the field to check uh, the field conditions. The way that the CFL works is that the goalpost is isn't it like five or ten yards closer? It's in the middle of the end zone. It's in the middle of the end zone, and so the square in which the the pylon goes, or no, the uh, the the field goal goes, or the goalpost goes. Uh, I, I, I took forever for me to the find the bottom part word. of it. Yes. Um, there's a basic, there's a big hole in the middle of the end zone is what I'm trying to say. There's a giant square hole in the middle of the end zone that they tried to cover up, but as they were testing it out, you could still feel it and still, you know, hurt yourself potentially, um, on both end zones. So eventually they had to move in the end zone. So instead of playing on a 100 Instead of playing on a hundred yard field, they had to play on an eighty yard field, which is ridiculous for the NFL. So yeah, it is. Yeah. So and it seems but, like with that and with the AJ Green injury, field conditions at non-standard venues are becoming a much more recurring issue for the NFL. It seems like I mean, Wembley has it down. I think I haven't heard. I mean, I've heard some bad things on the soccer side, but on the football side, it seems to be fine. I'm I, hopefully Tottenham can just like talk to those people to figure out what they did. So um, that consistency stays whenever they start playing in that new stadium. But yeah, we saw these issues in Mexico city. Yep. And it's just, when is it not worth it to try to, expand the shield you know yeah i mean i think i don't expect the new tottenham stadium to be an issue because they made it specifically towards specifications of the nfl in other aspects of the stadium so i'd expect that the nfl will play a hand in the maintenance of the playing surface itself as well but i do think that they need to be much more vigilant in how they're maintaining in not how they're maintaining other playing surfaces, but how they're choosing where to play non like special games. Just getting ready for that Jaguars move to London. That big, I mean the big thing with the, you know, green Bay Oakland preseason game is that usually the third preseason game is where you play all your starters and, both of them decided not to play any starters on that field just because of the conditions, which is a big, yeah. you know, a big statement. Oh, well, so, it's yeah. something to watch, especially as 
like I said, the NFL is going to be playing in some stadiums they've never played in before this season. So we'll keep an eye on how that's going. Y'all, it's college football season. It is. And there is a game for Carolina to preview. Woo! Yeah. Uh, the, road to fif- the road to 15 and 0 starts in six days. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, no. It, mm. The um, <laughs> the Heels are taking on the Gamecocks of South Carolina next Saturday in Charlotte. The So, we know that Sam Howell is going to be a starting quarterback. Uh, Cade Fortin, who I guess was going to be QB3, is transferring. He's going to put his name to the transfer portal. All I've heard is that the defense looks really good this year. Um, it's definitely more disciplined than they were last year. So what are y'all thinking about expectations for this first game, uh, Aaron? I honestly don't know what to expect. I think that this team has potential to be solid, but also has the potential to be similar to what we've seen the past couple of years. And we don't know how much of the hype we've been seeing is just hype around the new coaching staff, which I do think is worth probably two to three wins by itself. And how much of the hype is from the improved talent and performance on the team. Because the thing in college is, sorry, the thing in college is like other than the spring game, which for most teams isn't a real football game. You don't have any real insight into the team other than your insider saying, this guy looks good. David. I Listen, man. I'm going to keep it real. We haven't won a, 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 a season opener against the Power 5 team since like 1995 or something. Since Mac Brown was the coach. Yeah. So to say that I'm feeling confident about it is... I don't know. Not to say that we won't be competitive, not to say that we won't play well, but to say that we'll win with a new coaching staff, a true freshman quarterback who, as good as he is, you know, if, you know, if he's good, you know, Mr. Trubisky, you know, second overall pick still struggled, you know, against, I think, what was it, Georgia that we played? Mm-hmm. But Georgia still struggled and looked like he had the jitters, you know, in his first, you know, first game of the season. So I expect there to be some nerves and jitters for Sam Howell uh, in the first game of the season. So, I mean, that can be a factor. I don't know what this defense is going to look like. I hope it's better. I mean, I, I expect it to be better because we've got, you know, Jay Bateman over there. Still not really knowing what's happening with the offense, with the air raid. I don't know how that's going to look. Modified uh, air raid. Mo- modified air raid. Okay. So there's just lots of questions, and it's hard to see a clear path to victory when there are so many questions. Now, I could. this could all be a moot point, and we could look amazing and win by 50 and call it a day. That could happen. I'm not expecting it to happen, but I'm just putting it out there that I could be completely wrong, and there could we could look great. So I'm just, just with that caveat. I just have my... I, I personally think we're going to struggle. Now, that's not to say we will struggle for the whole season. I just think that first game, especially in Charlotte, we just don't have a good history. First games, Power 5 opponents in Charlotte. 
y'all know I've been skeptical about this new coaching staff since we got since we knew who we were hiring. Correct. I am not any more optimistic. I just I there's so many questions like David said. So so many questions and I I don't see the answers. I am not a coach for a reason. I just feel like we, from what I've been hearing, the defense has looked good in practice and the offense has been struggling a lot. It, uh, at least at first, the offense apparently has been looking a little bit better recently, but still it's not been quite what people have been hoping to see out of the offense. So I'm concerned about seeing its debut against a Power 5 team. I just, I don't know. I, I, I'm I not very confident in what's going to happen. As much as I want to say heels by 50, I am keeping my expectations tempered. Yeah. Aaron, when are y'all going down? We're going down on Saturday morning and returning Saturday after the game. Very good. Let's see. I'm trying to find the betting line. There we go. I think that we're six and a half point dogs, maybe. I think it's eight. It's moved to eight. So we'll see. ESPN's football power index has us with a 21.1% chance to win. And that's what we are looking at going forward. Anything else about this game? I'm just happy that we have football to watch. Yes, I'm so excited. All right, let's talk about this Spider-Man story. So, Spider-Man and... So, just a very brief background. In the 90s, Marvel was in money trouble. They sold off a bunch of their... bunch of movie rights to different characters, sold to X-Men to Fox, sold Spider-Man to Sony Pictures. Uh, Sony Pictures has been making Spider-Man movies since 2002, with uh, Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3, and then the Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. And then they struck a deal to have a joint venture with uh, Marvel Disney in um, 2012 with Homecoming, or with uh, Civil War. Wait, no. Civil War came out in 2016. And then we've had uh, Homecoming coming out in 2017 and all of the Spider-Man stuff that we've seen in the MCU. Now that deal has come up for renewal and Sony is like, hey, we're just going to do our own thing now because we want to keep all the stuff in-house. So that's like the very bare bones things there are a lot of other things going around this story but david i know you've been keeping up with it a little bit what do you think about the whole spider-man thing it's really easy to side with the you know the idea of disney being like the filmmakers that make all your favorite movies and you know it's the lion king and moana and frozen and like oh yeah happy times like yeah disney disney easy to forget that they're a corporate overlord that's slowly monopolizing everything uh so yeah uh to say that i am all for you know sony holding its ground and wanting to you know 
Spider-Man is their character, you know, Marvel Comics, but Sony owns the character. So if they're not happy with a deal, as much as I love Tom Holland and having him in the MCU, I don't think they should have to give up, you know, their, you know, I don't want to say property, but uh, what's the word for it? Their license or whatever, whatever you want to call it, just because, you know, the fans, et cetera, et cetera. Like, and I know, like, people theorize all the time, like, oh, this was Disney, like, leaking this information to create outrage against Sony to put pressure on to make a deal, to make a deal. That's what I assumed. Yeah. Um, And that's, that could be very well what happened. And I could see that being the case because it's worked. I mean, there's people that are like, yeah, boycott Sony for, but like for what, you know? Yeah. So a little more details. This is all off the top of my head for the, um, for the details of the deal that they had. Between 90 and 100% of the profits from the movie went to Sony. And then uh, Disney got to keep all of the merchandising revenue from that, um, from those movies. So, like, you sell a ticket, that ticket goes to Sony. You buy a vulture action figure that goes to Disney. So with this new deal, the numbers have been the rumored numbers have been all Ooh. over the place. So we just also with the movies that I they've been making, it's all been like <laughs> Disney creative around everything and Disney production around everything, and then Sony just taking the money on the back end. Um. So now with Kevin Feige probably no longer being I'm trying able to stay quiet to in case he's still talking. <laughs> large stake yeah. in what's happening in these movies, he'll probably still consult, but it won't be as big of a role as he has been and then also the numbers have been between i've seen like disney wants a 50 50 split to disney wants a 30 would it be easier to just keep going or to cut the numbers have been all over the place i personally let's wait for him to reply because it doesn't make sense for either studio to not because i don't want to start talking Mm -hmm. like i don't know like it doesn't benefit sony to not keep uh, and then the big consequence is Spider-Man would no longer be able to be in the MCU or reference MCU things. So I don't think that it's in the interest of Sony or Disney to keep this deal from happening. Something from happening, you know? Sorry about that. Technical difficulties. Uh, we are back. Aaron, do you have any Spider-Man thoughts? Um, I don't really watch many movies at all, including superhero movies. So really my major take is I feel bad for Uncle Ben because he's going to have to die again for like the fourth time in our lifetime. Too much for Uncle Ben. Not counting any comic runs that have come out where Uncle Ben has to get clapped again and again. You really hate to see it. You hate to see it. Anyway, <clears throat> let's talk. Have y'all been keeping up with D23 at all? No, I just saw. Not particularly. I saw the one person candlelight visual for Star Wars inside of the D, outside of the D23 sign. That's all I've seen from it. <laughs> so Disney announced a bunch of stuff. 
at this, or they expanded on a lot of stuff that they previously announced. Just the some like ten things that I noticed. Uh, they released new episode nine footage for um, Star Wars. They announced Kit Harrington joining the Eternals cast. Uh, we got to see a little bit, or they got to see a little bit of Black Widow. Pixar talked about their new movie Soul and Onward. Uh, the Rock and Emily Blunt are going to be in a Jungle Cruise movie. Uh, She-Hulk and Miss Marvel are going to have shows on Disney+. Plus. Uh, Black Panther 2 was announced for 2022. Uh, they released a little bit of the concept art, I believe, for the What If series for uh, Disney+, Plus, where this What If is going to be What If uh, Peggy Carter was selected to get the super serum and she became Captain Britain. And also what I'm most excited about high school musical, the musical, the series. I did see a trailer for that. And it looks good. (laughs) It looks so fun. And it's probably going to hit me in all the nostalgia places. And you know what? That's fine. That's what they're good at. That's their money maker. (laughs) I know I'm buying straight into it. But are either of you thinking of getting Disney Plus? Also, the, the Mandalorian. Lots of stuff about the Mandalorian. Right? Isn't the the isn't the package like ESPN Plus, uh, Hulu, the ad version, and um, and then Disney Plus? Is that the pa- yes. is that the that's tempting? That's tempting as heck. I agree. I am. Pr- probably going to be a day one subscriber because i want to see all of these all of these shows when does that go live uh november 12th off top of my head or whatever tuesday is closest to that date and the mandalorian is also dropping on that date the first episode is going to be a week-to-week series but yeah i'm excited for disney plus does anything catch your eye david I'm going to be honest. I didn't really catch that. I didn't, sorry. I didn't keep up that much with D23, <laughs> but I am excited for the Mandalorian. I did see the trailer for that. Uh, and it looks interesting. I, is it John Favreau who's directing yes. that? Yeah. So I, you know, I like John Favreau. Um, I'm just going to be interested to see what this does to the market, like with Netflix. And I'm interested to see like what, how popular it is because you know it's disney like it's going to be popular but like i feel like we're moving in a direction where like everybody and their mother has a streaming service and we're moving so in a direction i don't think that that's sustainable all the streaming services are going to be packaged together under one convenient plan hmm <laughs> sounds familiar yes so yeah stuff because like we're also like my my family and i are like we're also considering like doing the whole cord cutting thing so i would but i would have to find a way to consume sports in a different way right so we'll see aaron are you watching anything playing i just finished season three of stranger things two nights ago oh what'd you think wow I'm like still, yes, that good? Wow. I'm still emotionally recovering from the finale, but the end of the season was really, really, really good. 
the last episode was 75 minutes so almost a feature length film by itself um which i was not expecting to be that long but it was worth every second i think that the finale was probably the best out of all three finales and stranger things has really good finales every season it was very very emotional um yeah i'm excited for season four now i want to watch season three again and also right after because i was too pumped up to go to sleep i started watching sabrina yeah i've just watched episode one but i'm a big fan of it through episode one seems like it's better than riverdale by a healthy margin by a healthy margin but it still does riverdale things You'll see them when they come. Yeah. Anything else before we we call it on this one? Uh, I don't know. I, I well, our content will pick up as the seasons start. I just yeah. had also I just had two fantasy drafts. I feel like I got two pretty solid teams. Um, shout out to Lauren for drafting for me because I had no service at this high school football game that I was at. Very good. Shout out to Lauren. All right, y'all. Let's hit the road and we get some football next week. We can actually talk about games. It's going to be awesome. But until then, you can find us at tinyurl.com. So it's never made varsity. Leave us a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. Anything you liked or didn't like, be sure to let us know via our Twitter at NeverMadePod. Thank you to Jake Cochran for the intro music and David Carter for the outro music. And we will see y'all next week. Bye-bye. Bye.